I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. We are going to talk a little bit about bubbles specifically. Our next guest uh, says, or asks the question maybe is the right way to say it, uh, whether or not passive investing might be leading to another financial bubble. Back with us is Charles Brandis. He's founder and chairman of Brandis Investment Partners, managing approximately $30 billion in assets under management based in San Diego in our Bloomberg 1130 studio uh, on this Tuesday. Nice to have you back with us. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Talk to us. Uh, passive investing, man. Uh, I feel like over the last couple of years, everyone has said passive investing is the way to go. It certainly has provided returns. We don't need to pay active managers uh, to pick stocks, pay all those fees that passive investing pays off. You say what? I say that it's become so popular now that it could be dangerous in the future for the economic well-being of uh, the markets and the economy. Is it just the case of it being an overcrowded trade? No. Uh, really, the case is that um, it is non-proper allocation of capital uh, into businesses that should have more capital than other businesses, and there's no distinction being made. It's not really passive investing. It's not really investing. It's not discretionary. Uh, is that the right word? That, well, or it's not, uh, yeah, you it's can not say that. It's not specific. It's not picky. It's not what? It's not yeah. a case of really looking at the companies, perhaps? That's absolutely uh, the case. And if you go too far that way, uh, it's going to cause a lot of inefficiencies in the economy. Uh, last year, about $400 billion came out of active, actual decisions on whether the companies deserve the capital or not, and about $500 to $600 billion went into passive, which means that there's no distinction uh, between whether this company should get the capital or not, just because they exist. Right. And just because they happen to be in this index, they just get the money. That's correct. But let me, what about performance of passive versus active? Uh, You know, we've had a bunch of fund managers, some really distinguished, well-known fund managers who just aren't performing. And so Uh, they're not picking the right names. That will always be true, and it's not necessarily uh, new, that type of information, but there are other money managers and people who have outperformed over long periods of time, and they're still around. And when you have outperformance, you absolutely have to have periods of time of underperformance. Uh, and that is the nature of the investment world. And that's how outperformers over a long, consistent time do that outperformance by having a variety of movements one way or another, and that they will be uh, all active money managers at a certain point will be underperformers. And that's, of course, when you want to hire them. So, Charles, tell me where you think this potential bubble as a result of passive investing, how it plays out. And is it definitively going to play out? Nobody really knows how this is going to play out. Uh, And I wouldn't say that I know exactly how it's going to play out. I mean, people could just keep committing money to passive investing, and it could keep those names keep going up and up and up, and potentially. Yeah. Fundamentally, there will be a um, come to uh, a a problem fundamentally in that these companies are not worth what they're trading at at all. And some companies are worth a heck of a lot more than they're trading at. So the active managers are going to have a great time. If it keeps going passive, 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 there'll be a lot more opportunities to buy good companies at prices that are not reflective of their values. Um I mean, don't you think it's just a case of that ultimately, if you do have active fund managers who are great stock pickers and aren't 
overcharging excessively for fees, that the money will go in that direction. Isn't that just typically what happens? That's typically what happens. And uh, these popularity things, as far as investing, are always on a cycle, and they will continue to be on a cycle. This cycle in uh, passive investing is uh, getting close to actually a bubble because everybody is doing it. When everybody is doing something, and I've been in this business for 47 years, and I kind of watch this uh, always. When everybody is convinced about doing something, generally, if you want to be better than just the average, you have to to think differently. But when I look at like the major equity averages, and I'll have to, let me just pull up quickly um, the S&P 500 and just take a look at the major industry groups this year. I mean, the rally we've seen is fairly broad based, you know, so that yes, maybe a lot of money is going into passive investments, but it's, it's going into a wide variety of areas and people can pick an index that they find industry, interesting. Um, Even though a lot of it's yes. going into like the S&P. However, however. <laughs> I might disagree with you a little bit about how wide it is because you're, we're talking about the uh, fangs. Uh, I'm looking big... at information technology up 24% this year. Healthcare's up 18%. Materials are up 13%. Industrial's up 12%. Consumer discretionary up almost 10%. Utilities up 10%. Only telecom and energy are having a little bit yeah. of a tough time. I'm just saying that if yeah, I look the, the, at it, it's... Right there. Everybody there keeps saying the fang stocks, and I get that. But if I look and I really dig deeper into the market, we are seeing gains real estate uh, index up about 5% this year. Primarily what's going on Financials is because up 9%. Of, yes. Interest rates are so low that everybody is looking for income. They're, they, don't, they don't really care about the price. They're looking for dividends. They're looking somehow to get uh, better interest rates. And so you're, you're seeing that a little bit across the board, but there is still, still a big difference uh, between the FANGs and uh, some of the other uh, companies there. But I would say, if you're, we're just talking about the S&P 500. Yeah. Uh, you're not looking around the world. You're only looking at one country. Uh, and uh, from that standpoint, the um, there there is a lot as you say together because everybody is just going into these markets on a momentum place and that is uh, over a long term success that's not the way to do it. I don't say I, dis I, I disagree with you because I I do worry about you know kind of all this money flowing into uh, index funds and specifically the broader market you know whether or not it's becoming a crowded trend. We just have about twenty seconds left here. Just quickly, yeah. when do we know that this bubble is starting to burst? We're not going to know that. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to know if the markets start to We go don't down. have to know. Uh, we just have to be patient. All right. Well, we'll have to continue this conversation at another time. Charles Brandis, he's founder, chairman, Brandis Investment Partners, roughly $30 billion in assets under management, based in San Diego, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio right here in New York City.